Welcome to the Billboard Mastery Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, select the construction type, build, rent the ad space, and operate billboard signs. And now, here is your host, the guy that built from scratch the largest privately owned billboard company in Dallas-Fort Worth, Frank Rolfe. When you own a billboard, renting the ad space and putting that ad up on that sign is very suspenseful because you need that ad to really pull, to really do well for the advertiser if you want to have any hope of renewal or in some cases even get paid. This is Frank Roth, the Billboard Mastery Podcast. We're going to talk about helping advertisers create good ad copy for the billboard. Now, I've done thousands of advertisements for advertisers. And you can spot the winners from the losers pretty rapidly. So what makes an ad work? Well, the first thing, which you know on the front end when you sold the ad, is if you can use the words exit now or next exit or somehow so the sign has a very close proximity to the exit. Because for billboards, that's the most powerful tool. You see those little signs, those are called logo signs. They're on every interstate highway today at the exit. They tell you every restaurant, every hotel, every attraction at that exit. Why aren't they 20 miles earlier? Because being at the exit is a big part of the power of signs. So the first item is, can you put exit now? And if you can, put that prominently on the ad, because that is the key driver. Another item is, let's use good graphics. Now, today, billboards are printed on vinyl. There was a time in which they were painted by hand. When they were painted by hand, you were very limited in the scope of what you could put on the sign. It was very, very hard to paint a human face, very hard to paint an accurate-looking car, terribly hard to paint food. So by and large, billboards of the olden days were just words. Nothing but words. Today, of course, there's no reason to hold back like that. You can put anything on there. You can have a photo of a person, a photo of a car, a photo of a bountiful feast at McDonald's. It's not hard to do at all. So let's get a really good graphic. Signs that have really good photographs pull infinitely better than those that have none. So that's another mark of a good ad. Next, having just a few words on there. Some say you should not have more than seven words. That's sometimes hard with some advertisers to pull off unless you have massive national brand recognition like McDonald's, who could get away with just saying McDonald's exit now and you already know the menu. But keep the number of words as brief as possible. And because the number of words is brief, let's make sure that we've got those words really, really big. You typically don't want to have any copy on that billboard that is not at least 18 inches high. Otherwise, it's very, very hard to read from the road. And also, we've got to have good contrast on that copy or you can't read it. So we've got to have words that are in a contrasting color to the background. Studies have been done on this, and here's what they found. They found the number one best combination is black letters on a yellow background. Number two, yellow on black. Number three, black on white. Number four, white on black. Number five, white on red. Next, red on white, and so on and so forth. But you have to have very high contrast. You cannot have brown letters on a tan background your eye will simply not be able to differentiate the letters and you won't be able to read it. Now, those are all the fundamentals, but how do you come up with the actual ad? The concept, the idea of what you're doing? Well, that's called creativity. And what you have to do is you don't know that advertiser's business that well. They know everything about their business. 
If you meet with a franchisee from Dairy Queen, they can tell you exactly how many blizzards they sell and what size they are, which ones they are, which are the most popular, and what times of the day people want to come by and buy the ice cream cones and all of that. You've got to get in the head of your advertiser. You've got to find out what they know about their business so you can use that in the ad. And I have found the best way to do that is when you go to meet with the advertiser is just to take a blank sheet of paper with a box that you drew that's the dimensions of the sign and say, hey, let's let's get creative with this. Tell me what we got to put on here. What's your number one seller? What's your number one most profitable product you really, really want to promote? They know the answers, but you got to pull it out of them and figure out what it is. And then as you get them, start putting them on the paper, mocking up different ideas for them. You'll notice that McDonald's typically only advertisers as big sellers. What are their big sellers? Well, their biggest seller, obviously, are hamburgers. But they also do relatively well with things such as coffee and breakfast. The whole breakfast menu has been a huge hit for McDonald's. You want to put your most important products, obviously, on the sign. If you have a country western store that wants to put up a billboard, they probably want to have hats or boots on that thing, not belt buckles, not socks. So make sure the advertiser focuses and asks them questions like, what is your number one selling product? What is your most profitable product? Now, as far as fancy slogans, you know, cute slogans are fine and everything, but the problem is when you put those on the sign, it adds more words, which means the size of the other words goes down. So make sure that anything you put on that sign is vitally important. And make sure that everything the advertiser comes up with that you help them figure out in this creativity mode fits as a unified thing. So if we're doing the country western place, let's put the name of the store on there prominently, the exit number on there prominently, and then what is their number one product? And they say, well, our number one product is, is uh, Tony, Tony Llama cowboy boots. Great. Let's put a picture of the cowboy boots, the real cowboy boots, not a cartoon, the real cowboy boots on there, or maybe a bunch of pairs so people know there's a wide selection. What about price point? Is that important? And they'll say, yeah, well, we've got Tony Llama cowboy boots starting at, at $49. Okay, let's put a price explosion on there $49. The key thing you have to tell the advertiser is you have to think like this billboard is a giant salesman standing by the road making the same sales pitch over and over and over thousands of times a day every day of the year if you had a real person out there screaming at the people going down the road what would they scream what would the ultimate sales pitch be for your business that's what you have to distill with them that's what you have to figure out because that's what the sign is just a big salesman if a big salesman doesn't have a good sales pitch won't sell anything but that's where you got to get their mindset going so we've got this sign. The sign is your salesman. The sign structure belongs to me, but you're renting it from me. And the salesman is going to say anything you want to that traffic. What is the message, the most important message you should convey? And once they tell you what that message is, it's up to you to try and figure out the best way graphically to make that have all the other features we talked about. Contrast, size of words, and all that. They can't figure that part out. But you've got to get from them that grain of sand that creates the pearl that makes that sign highly successful. This is Frank Roth, the Billboard Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Billboard Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.billboardmastery.com, where you can find past episodes of this show, plus an array of information to help you successfully build, buy, and operate billboard signs.